And now, friends, it's time for us to pay a few bills. SongTrust is the world's largest technology solution for global music royalty collection and publishing administration, enabling 205,000-plus songwriters and more than 26,000 publishers to collect their publishing royalties worldwide for over 2 million copyrights. Be sure and visit songtrust.com forward slash pubcast to take advantage of a 20% off discount for a one-time registration just for listening to the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. And now, friends, let's get on with the show. Hey friends, it's your host, Tim Hunzi with the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. And in this next-to-last mashup, we compile a few of our favorite clips from our guests on their most frequently asked questions. We bring it back to our first episode with our guest, David Israelite, with the NMPA. I get this one a lot. I, I would like to ask uh, some guests, like, what are the most frequently asked questions you get at this time? Probably MMA, Peloton, that I've just asked. But is there any questions I might have missed that, that seem to come up pretty frequently for you in your daily work? Well, for people that, you know, aren't in the publishing industry, they always want to know about who the writers are that are nice and good people and who are the ones that are not so much. It's It's, it's incredible how often I get that question from people that are just fans of music, and and if you they think you have some insight into the people, they really want to know about the people. I mean, I think it's hard to underestimate the amount that people care and love and are interested in music. If you look at almost any metric, whether it's who gets followed on social media or what drives conversations, um, music is so big, and it becomes you know a component of so many other people's business that sometimes you forget <laughs> it all goes back to that initial creation of, of songwriters working together to create songs. And so I get a lot of interest in the people behind writing the songs. Um, and then, you know, there is a lot of interest when people finally get their head around the idea of the different writers than the artists and just coming to grips with the idea that so many times they think the messaging they're getting from an artist is from the artist's heart or mind, when in reality it came from a different songwriter. And that becomes a topic of, of conversation with a lot of people that are outside the music business. Um, for people that are in the music business, um, you know, a lot of talk about where we go next. Where are, you know, just a few years ago, it wasn't that long ago, that none of the current interactive streaming companies were doing interactive streaming. I mean, in a matter of just six, seven years, the entire landscape has changed. And so to look ahead, what does that look like six, seven years from now? And what are all the possible applications of music? And how can we think ahead to not find ourselves in, in the same place we were early on with digital music, where we somehow were part of the problem of making it work economically instead of part of the solution? And and that's something I think people within the industry focus a lot on. And I'm very proud to say I think the publishing industry has uh, really stepped up to the point where they are looking for ways to help new models succeed. And that wasn't always the case, as you know. Um, and I think the attitude now is very different. It used to be kind of, you have to track me down if you want to use my music, and I will maybe look for a reason to say no. And now it's about how do we work with you to make this new income stream work? And examples of, of things you know, like how we solved the SoundCloud problem or the Facebook issue recently um, are good examples of that, of where the publishing industry gets it. And they're looking to help be part of, of expanding the economy in terms of the songs. 
In this next clip, we have the entertaining Thalia Ewing and Nene McCarley, founders of Not Just Country Music. So one of the other things I, I like to throw out there is, is ask, what is some of the most or one of the most frequently asked questions that you guys get? Because um, you're around a lot, a lot of different creatives and in these seminars and panels. What's one of the most asked questions you guys get? I think for me, it's like placements. Like, how, how do I get Absolutely. placements? You know, what do I do? Most people just don't know what to do with their product other than just releasing it, you know, in album form and performing it. So th that that's the most, I think, for me, what I get is how can I, and that's part of the mission is to educate them on how you can make more money. I always say it's like, a bucket right and you just want to be able to collect the pennies from this stream and the pennies from this stream and this stream and i'm going to help you facilitate that wherever you are in your career she's the bucket, the bucket holder like i'm the it. bucket holder that's right yeah so the one question that i get um from songwriters is how to develop catalogs so because of my um background in sales and marketing i the, the light finally went off while i was approaching songwriting wrong I was only approaching it from creative and so I was losing my sense of business and, and, and productivity and goal setting and so um, I implemented strategies that I learned in corporate America to get me back on track with okay yes it's creative but at the end of the day we got to make some money you know? yeah. and finding ways to do that so that's the number one thing is like how to build that team to really get to the end of that get a product that makes sense for the market and the second one is how to get placements whether that for songwriters is with artists how to get placements with local artists how to get placements with up-and-coming artists because i've been able to 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 do these things and i and i by the grace of god i'm not any different than anybody else i just have a vision and i have a great faith life <laughs> yeah. and um and and hard work and sometimes the stars just align and things work out so amen to that in this next clip, we get a solid A&R perspective with our friend Daniel Lee and Noreen Trunier. All right, another one I like to, to touch base on is frequently asked questions. Other than how to pronounce your last name, Noreen, <laughs> at, 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 at your current place, what are some of the most frequently asked questions you get in doing all the cool things that you're doing? Um, how to get a pub deal is probably the biggest one, which is like the million, there's million answers, but... Um, but yeah, I think it's owning your superpower and being a ninja at something is the best way to get a pub deal. I feel like most companies are slots and if you do this one thing really well, then there's always going to be a place for you somewhere. I think a lot of people try to do everything and be a producer and a writer and an artist. And if you're not amazing at one of those things, I feel like it's pointless. That's good. I, I use the word, I always tell them, just trust your voice. Every mm -hmm. writer, creator has that one voice inside them that makes them unique. You don't have to be an artist to have that. But I like I might steal superpower. I'll borrow it, I'll I say. I'll give you Daniel credit. Did he steal it from Daniel? Yeah. I like it. That's really that's really good. That's really good. What are you thinking, Daniel? Uh, I would say it's just how do I I mentioned sort of use the analogy earlier of starting the engine, but how do you do that from a career standpoint? Meaning I think a lot of people understand that you know, playlisting carries a certain weight and social media carries a certain weight. And yeah, labels can bring a lot of value, but, uh, but mostly if engaged at the right time and what is that right time and how do I, how do I start some sort of movement so that somebody cares enough to come and help me? Um, 
And it's, yeah, it's tricky because it, it can be very much a chicken and an egg type conversation. And I think what I encourage them to be mindful of is that for a period of time, you will have to push on all of these things. And as you're pushing on one of them, the others will start to slide back on you. It's okay. If you take a week and really just buckle down on social media, then you're probably not going to write songs that week. And that's okay for a minute because eventually you'll get somebody else on your team and they'll help you to push and then you'll attract somebody else. And eventually you can get to the point where there is no more backsliding. Everything is moving forward at the same time in the same way. Uh, And getting to that point just requires faith, honestly. Are you curious about sponsorships? Let's hear what Laura Lynn and Jessica Lenticum's most frequently asked question is. The next one I like to, to kind of bring up, which, again, you guys being more broad than most of the uh, um, guests I have, because you guys deal with so many different things, is what is some of the most frequent are, I should have good grammar, what are some of the most frequently asked questions you get? From the artists? I would say this would probably be from the artists, because oh, yeah. the, the sponsorships may have some too, but it seems like it'd come more from the artist side. They say, so you're going to do it all for us? <laughs> I think they we said just that have to, to f- all of us. Hold on. That's what they tell me. So you can do all that? <laughs> we just forge you the Instagram message and the Facebook message from these companies, and you talk to them, and you get to be the bad guy? Yeah. Yeah. We prefer that. We don't want you touching it. Yeah. Um, I think we also get a lot of how how does so-and-so have this, and I don't. That's probably the biggest question I get, because... Artists tend to look at other artists and want what they have or think that they should have what they have or could have what they have. And just remember that there are so many underlining things to everything out there that just because an artist that is you know, somewhat at your level has something you don't, it, it could have been a friend of a friend. It could have been a they're getting it for free. Like, don't always assume that artist is getting the better deal or the why do they have it and you don't. Just focus on yourself and what you can get and what's authentic to you, not what everybody else has that you want. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, we, I guess I answered all, the question that we get. <laughs> I think we all have that same sense of uh, if you look at Instagram, you're like, why are they invited to that party? And yep. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Why are they that natural human it's instinct, status. I think? Yeah. So, yes. And we all know yeah. there's a million ways to get to where we're going here yeah. in the music yes. business, for sure. And entertainment. Sure. If people are like, you know, I want to get on the red carpet. How do I do that for XYZ event? We're like, OK, well, give us something to use. You know, are you bilingual? Can you represent, you know, maybe speak Spanish on a on a different, you know, podcast or streaming entities um, platform? And maybe that's what will get us to get you on the red carpet, which is a recent conversation we've had. Right. Yeah. Um, Finding other ways to get these new up and coming artists to have red carpet exposure. Right. Which is a good press piece for them. It's not always them being able to walk or qualify for the red carpet. It's like, well, can you host for a small channel that? Mm -hmm you know, needs a host to cover the red carpet. Can you, for one of our partners on YouTube, can you be the host that interviews the artist? It still gets you on the red carpet and gets you a ton of content. So that's mm-hmm. the conversation we've had lately with how do we get some of those younger artists on there that don't have a top five and qualify to walk the red carpet. Just make sure you know how to do that. I've seen some pretty cringe-worthy guests or, you know, speakers on some of those where I'm yeah. like, you did not do your homework. <laughs> yeah. Which people probably say about me in my podcast, but that's all right. <laughs> I'll take the heat. I'll take the heat. As we wrap up this episode, I sure hope you found the answers to your frequently asked questions. And now we close out this episode with Anna Bond with Song Trust. 
last thing I touch on is what are some of the most frequently asked questions you get? Or do you have one that like tops the list that you get frequently? You know, that's a really good one. I mean, people are always wondering, you know, is there any transparency as to what's potentially out there to be collected? And, you know, there isn't exactly. I mean, we have a tool on our website called the Royalty Estimator. We use Nielsen data to kind of, you know, estimate if you have never collected on these songs, here's how much money could be out there. It's a range, you know, it's based on the different types of, of streaming memberships, et cetera. But, um, and that's a big question, but otherwise there really isn't that transparency out there. It's not like, uh, I don't know, there's those, those websites where you can go and, you know, enter your address and they'll say, oh, the state's holding funds for you. We'll send you a check right now. There isn't that for, for the publishing world, but, um, you know, if you get an administrator, they will go after whatever seems like it might be out there. Um, people ask a lot of really basic questions. People ask about neighboring rights all the time, which I know we don't have time to go into, um, and, you know, but I think really, really the main question is kind of like, what's the difference between song trust and a traditional publisher? And, um, you know, what might be out there for me to collect? I get that a lot. What, what does such, such and such make? And it's pretty varied. I've exactly. just done it long enough. Yeah. I'm a pretty good guesser is what I like to right. say, but exactly. you, there is no curtain. You can really look behind and get any exact number. Cause it's, they're all so different. The ranges of money well, yeah. that you get paid. And the numbers themselves are so fluid. Absolutely. That, um, there's always going to be a discrepancy, but you know, we we have a lot of data, and hopefully, we can we can get close to it, and at least let people know, hey, there might be, you know, we think there's five hundred between five hundred and a thousand dollars out there for you, so that's worth you know signing up and, and trying to get your hands on. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the AIMP National Podcast. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and follow us at AIMP Nashville to keep up with news, events, panels, and even new episodes. The AIMP Nashville Podcast is created by executive producers Dale Bobo and Tim Hunty, producer Brandon Harrington, mixing and editing by Casey Porter. Thanks for listening and supporting the AIMP Nashville Podcast. 